Welcome to the family with co-host Catherine Brandt and Andy Brandt-Bernard. And we'll be right back. Kick off hour two. A couple of great guests coming up in hour two. We'll check the news right after this with the family. Tommy, I need a favor. What's that? Can you say Nissan Titan in that big Tom movie theater voice? Do you want Echo or not? No, Echo's fine. No, Echo, okay. Nissan Titan. Try it with Echo. Okay, wait a minute. This is my Echo. My Echo. I just paid a lot of money for this Echo. Nissan Titan. Man, that's brilliant. We have got a killer deal at our two Nissan stores, Coon Rapids and Burnsville. For this month, for the month of October, you can buy a brand new Nissan Titan, which is just a badass truck. 0% financing for 84 months. Here's the only catch. We only have 12 of them in stock between the two stores. So, But 0% for 84 months on a Titan, that's unheard of. That's as long as your KQ contract. It is. It'd be perfect. Yeah, so when you get your truck paid off, you don't have to listen to Tom anymore. Yeah, and I don't have to get up anymore. That's brilliant. Can you say Nissan Titan one more time? Nissan Titan. That sucks. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Rocking out, man. Ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of news and information. You know, I read these stories, and I don't really take a, a personal... Um, Personal, I don't place a personal bent on them. I just read them. Facebook is limiting the distribution of a story in the New York Post about a purported email between Hunter Biden and an advisor to a Ukraine energy company. In the 2015 email indicates that Vadim Poharsky, uh, an advisor to Burisma, thanked Biden for giving an, uh, giving an opportunity to meet the former vice president, Joe Biden. Now, you wouldn't think up front that it would be that big a deal, except for, you know, Ukrainian business is filthy, but <laughs> like American business. Yeah. But he said uh, he thanked, uh, he thanked uh, the younger Biden for an opportunity to meet former Vice President Joe Biden. Just remember now, the former Vice President has previously said he has never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. Hmm. Well, now that's obviously, according to these documents, a flat-out lie. And the only reason I read that story was not to try to damage Biden in any way, because I think he's as filthy as Trump is. I think they're all that filthy. Everybody wants to paint him as, oh, he's, he's fine. Come on, man. As he would say, come on, man. Um, do you think the people of America will ever wake up and come together and say, you people are all filthy in Washington, D.C., and you have to go? Do you think we'll ever be that smart? I no. wish that we were there now. That's what Trump said he was going to do, but then he didn't do anything. Yeah, of course. Then he does the exact opposite Surprise. and won't shut up. Yep. 
I still don't understand why he looks at that, looks at those tweets and goes, this is a good idea. I'll just call everybody a clown and a moron and a criminal and a... People well, don't want to hear that from he, the president of the United States. But okay? I know, but that's not who he is. I know. He's a showman, a yep. showboater, well, an entertainer. He He's mm-hmm. not a politician. It's true. No, you're absolutely right. But still, I just you got to be smarter than that. I would think that somebody on, you know, on his team would say, "You know, let's just temper stuff. You can say it mm-hmm. without saying it the way you're saying it." Right? No, I think that's absolutely right. Well, you know, look, throughout my entire career at every radio station I've ever been at, somebody starts bitching because they want more notice or this or that and the other thing. And the first thing you want to do, especially since social media, is go on social media and start blasting away at the station or the show or whatever. Mm-hmm. You will never work again if you do something like that. Well, people read that, you will never work again because people don't want to hear it. But it works in politics, apparently. It works in politics, You can be though. the most yes. mean human being well, I know. ever. I just don't and get it. As partisan as possible. It was interesting. Amy Klobuchar said something about she thought that someday she would up, be up for a, a Supreme Court justice. Amy Klobuchar? Yeah. Okay. And I was thinking, if I've been following her on Twitter for quite some time. She is... One of those people that just lives to hate Republicans. Now. Yeah, she does, right? I don't exactly. think she was like that, but now that she's been in the Senate. And making money, you mean? Well, and obviously, I, I think that that's how you climb the ladder in the Democratic Party, yeah. is in by all, hating other people. Yeah. Oh, I think they all do that. So until people that are super entrenched in being a Democrat yeah. don't want to see that anymore, right. and they start turning on that sort of rhetoric, it's going to keep on going. So that's what needs to happen is people on Twitter, and apparently they listen to those people all the time. Which they they follow, not. they watch oh, their Twitter followers. They absolutely should they not. If they're twi- when their Twitter followers say, you know what, I wish that you weren't so hateful towards people. Yeah, that would be but nice, wouldn't it? there's one problem you got there. The very first line of that story I just read, Facebook is limiting the distribution of a story in the New York Post about a purported email between Hunter Biden and an advisor to a Ukraine energy company. Digital is going to destroy the world. They're going to destroy the world. A lot of this hatred, this hate speech now, comes from Twitter and Facebook. Yes, it does. They learned how to yammer like that on Twitter and Facebook, right? And then Facebook turns around and limits distribution of stories that they don't agree with politically. Is there any source for news that isn't slanted anymore? Anywhere? Wouldn't? I mean, to me, isn't that just, can't you be sued? No. The no, Supreme no, Court has Supreme suppress, Court ruled. But you're suppressing my freedom of Doesn't speech. Doesn't matter. You can do if you're a news agency, you can do whatever the hell you want. When did Facebook become a news agency? I well, Isn't that's it a, a good question. Is it a social media site? I guess TV stations, radio stations, and newspapers, if they can be considered news sites, I guess so can Facebook and Twitter. Well, they're looking at Section 230, which is a law. That says that social media sites, they're not publishers, they're platforms. So they can't be held responsible for what's published on them. Disgusting. But once they start doing things like this, they are, in fact, becoming publishers. Right. So basically all it is going to take at this point is for someone to bring their case to the Supreme Court. Right. Say Facebook is a publisher. The Supreme Court will rule that they are a publisher because they objectively are a publisher. And then they're going to be in big trouble. But no one cares enough to do that. 
Well, I mean, again, and I'm not whining about this, but I do bring up this story once in a while that uh, a couple of local newspapers and a couple of TV stations locally destroyed my voiceover career by saying things about me that were just flat-out untrue. I mean, flat-out well, untrue. They can do that as much as they want. But That'll why can they change. do that? Because once, you're, once you've thrust yourself into the public light, yeah. you there, still you are, are fair a human game. being. It doesn't matter. I, well, look that how... Look freedom what it, of press, that's what it's all yeah. about. Oh, I mean, look, the few people, celebrities that have won cases against... Mm-hmm. Carol Burnett did. Yeah, it has to be so bad that... Nobody can deny that they're doing something well, wrong. Well, yes, exactly. Calling me a racist, that wasn't bad enough. Well, they call everybody a racist. Yeah, but this was back 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, I was a racist, a sexist, and a homophobe. I was all three of those things. Of course, I'm none of those, but they went ahead and said it, and that was the – I remember getting a call from a guy who said Home Depot saying, Tom, we'd love to keep working with you. You're the perfect voice for Home Depot, but we just can't take the chance anymore. I mean, how were they allowed to do things like that? They know it's well, not true. Well, once again, it's, it's like calling somebody a child molester. Once it's out there, right. it's yeah. just out there right. for the rest of time. And That's exactly people, what we're saying. Yeah. Look, I'm a very lucky man, so I can't sit here and piss and moan and whine. I'd still like to be doing voiceover. It'd be great, but I have a wonderful job. I have two wonderful jobs, this podcast and a morning show. Uh, so I can't whine too much that I segued into something else anyway. But I just don't think they should be able to go after anybody when you're dealing with race, homophobia, or hatred of, of any gender, I don't think there should be exceptions to the rule is what I'm saying. You can't call somebody a child molester who's never molested a child. That's only fair, isn't it? Well, that's what's interesting. It's like it's freedom of speech lets you do that. Yeah. But... Telling the truth about some other thing that they don't like isn't protected by freedom of speech. I know. That's, that's what I'm. <laughs> I know it's unbelievable. That's why I'm saying it, it's got to stop. It can't continue on like this forever. I agree. The pendulum has got to swing back to some sort of common sense and decency. Now, Andy, you you read a lot of history. Not a lot, but you know. Well, you read enough to know what you're talking about. Why is it that we decided we're going to do exactly what Venezuela did? We're doing exactly what Turkey did. You know the first thing Venezuela and Turkey did to overthrow their government and take complete control of their people? Packed the Supreme Court in both countries. That's how they started, by packing the Supreme Court so they had absolute power, and then they'll decide if you can ever breathe again when you go to the bathroom. You can have your lights on until 10 o'clock, and then you have to turn on. We are going to be, if we continue down this road, we are going to be dictated to like you ain't going to believe. Yeah. Why well, do they, people want they're, that? They're the good guys, so you yeah. know, anything they do... No matter how violent or how authoritarian is justified. Righteous. Once they're in power, then everything is, you know, all the problems in the whole world are going to go away because now the good guys are in power. As soon as I have ultimate power. Yep, that's when, yeah, that's that's what people people actually believe. They believe that once their party has absolute complete power, Every problem in the country is going to go away, and yeah, everyone will be happy forever because they're insane. Okay, give me two. Let me give you two examples. One would be Venezuela again. <clears throat> Once one of the most oil-rich countries in the world, billions of dollars th- flowing through there, and here comes uh, what the hell was his name again? What was his name? The guy? Ah, oh, Christ! He he was, died in Cuba, and they kept him in Cuba for six months, so they didn't want to tell anybody he was dead. Oh, Hugo Chavez. Oh, Chavez, oh. Yeah. yeah. Hugo Chavez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they, it, literally, one, just doing well, kicking ass, making tons of money. They decide to go socialist. They are so broke now, people are starving to yes, death they because are. they went socialist. I mean, you really want to do that? I don't, I don't know. know, man. we got to take a break here. But it, it's just too bad. Once again, digital has way too big a voice. Um, but I suppose at one time, radio and television and newspapers had just as big a voice. And all they've ever done in newspapers is lie their ass off to protect their own people. You know, is there is there any publication out there that has a nice balance to it? Because I don't think there is. I have no idea. I can't anymore. find it. I have no idea. You can't even go on. I, I, I've actually looked up that kind of thing. It's like, is yeah, anything. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Middle well, of the road exist. and presents both sides of the story. And I, you can't even trust the sites that are judging those sites. No, you can't. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> Just... All right. We got to uh. move on. We got a guest coming up. What we've oh, had... wait a minute. Rosie's sick. Yes. Yeah, so... they're moving. Neil is going to be on next segment now. Yep. Yep. So Chris and Officer Dave, if you could call back in the third segment this hour, we can get to you then. Please and thank you. Yeah. So so Neil's going to be not this segment, but the next like twelve fifty. No, no, he's going to be this segment. Now. Oh, he's going to be this segment. Yeah, okay. he's changed All right. everything. Yep. All right, Neil Carlin, looking forward to talking to Neil. As a matter of fact, yep. we will be right back with the family. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure to be with you. One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important? Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state or making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank, but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday. Well, that sounds like a great way to do business. All of our employees are working to help meet your business needs. It's how we create loyalty. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Rocking out, man. We are back. Neil Carlin, our special guest. How you doing, Neil? Oh, I thought he was connected. In the process. In the process. We are in the process right, of connecting. Let me know when we're good to go. That would be a good thing, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, Neil Carlin will be our special guest. His book is called This Thing Called Life, Prince's Odyssey, On and Off the Road. Um, off the record. Did I say the road? You did. It's off the record. What the hell? Is, oh, I think seriously. you're distracted by something shiny down there today. Yeah, there's something shiny? shiny down here today. That's right. It's, it's my life. <laughs> well, I, wish, I wish my life were shiny. How about that action? Is ready. Neil Carlin, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing, Neil? Tom, how are you? Marvelous. I heard you've been hanging around Gelfand. You're never going to learn your lesson, Neil. Well, you know, <laughs> we, we're part of the... You know, it's conspiracy, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm trying to reform him. It. It's for your sake, you know. Thank I, I you. He's still got a career in radio, you know, and uh, so uh, I'm trying to ask. No, I, it's great to see Mike. You oh, know? Mike's a great guy. He's Mike. such a cheery chap. <laughs> he's very cheery, not very smart. He's a dummy. There are no questions. He's very cheerful he's and stupid. He's, not he's a dummy. not quick-witted at not all. Not quick-witted you know? at all. 
<laughs> That's exactly right. It's weird. We're very similar. I mean, not. I mean, it's just our out. Not our out. I mean, we're not similar, but in some ways we are. So anyway, it's been. I've only known him for not that long, but he's he's um, he's really fun. So oh, you've really not. I thought you knew him. You've known him for several years, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, like when was this? 2012. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. We've, people were always saying, "Oh, you got to meet him." And then he read something I wrote, and he just cut right and saw it, and we, we just clicked immediately. So, um, and I always have to say, "Mike, smile. That's funny. That's good. you know his own joke." You know. Oh yeah. I will pass this along before we start talking about uh, this thing called Life Prince's Odyssey on and off the record. Um, Mr. Mike Gelfand's on the KQ Morning Show at the very beginning. He shows up uh, one day. Well, I got there, and he was already there, which I was shocked by him being there already, beating me there. And he's sitting at the kind of like the team table waiting to go in the studio, and he's got both his hands over his face. His head is bowed down, and he's kind of breathing heavily. And I yeah. said, Mike, what are you doing? He goes, I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. I got a problem. And I said, what's the problem, Mike? Maybe I can help you. And he goes, no, you can't help me. I said, well, what's the problem? He goes, my wife and I only have one thing in common. We both hate me. Both. <laughs> that is so great. That is so great. I mean, he could have been like one you know, of those old-time comedy writers for Bob Hope. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, yeah. uh, you know, give me a joke about an umbrella. Okay, this guy. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's got that. It's just, it's, it's, it's astonishing how fast he is. It, you know? No question. A warm and surprisingly real-life biography featuring never-before-seen photos, one of Rock's greatest talents, that would be Prince. I will, I will introduce you, Neil, to the, uh, to the audience, just leading in quickly. I spoke to Prince once in my life. I was at Cliff Siegel's house, now Lauren Siegel, of course, and Bo Siegel was there. I've known Bo. Matter of fact, i got to talk, call Bo this afternoon. But um, I go there, and I'm, I'm walking. This is when you ever been to Cliff Siegel's house when he lived over in the old, uh, the old stone house over there? And the old stone house? No, but I, I, I know of what you speak. Okay, you know what? Because yeah, we used to go play football back in his yard, and Jeff Passel yeah. back there, and all these people. It was, it was a wonderful time. And like, matter of fact, you know, the owl from, uh, from Gypsy would play with us. We'd have, well, as a matter of fact, Bobby Z would come and play football with us, and he had Whoa, a lot to do with yeah. Prince. Great oh guy. my God! It's it's uh, yeah. Half my high school is in the revolution. You know. It's, yeah. It's uh, um, and it's amazing. What did you think? So when was this? And what did you did you converse? It was at, well. This here was the entire conversation. I can do the entire conversation for you, Neil Carlin, right now. I walk in. Oh my God. And here's the guy, and I, I'd never met him before. He hadn't broken big yet. That's how long ago this was. He had been a performer for quite some time, but was just breaking on Warner Brothers Records. You okay. Know, so uh, everybody's there and all the rest of it. And I walk in, and I'm about three times his size. He's not a very big guy. At the, you know, that's five, the, two. five two, yeah. So I walk in, and, I, and he's kind of looking at me because he doesn't know who I am. He'd never seen me before. So I thought I'd calm him down and put him at ease. And I go, hey, how you doing? He goes, hi. That was it, Neil. That was our whole conversation. Wow, that's actually more than a lot of people got out of it. <laughs> it is. It's that's like, <laughs> it's, uh, what people are flipping out is like in the audio book of this, I, I recorded all this stuff, conversations where he actually sounds like a, like a, a 
a human being, a regular human being, mm-hmm. and that's what they, they've been flipping out, just hearing him talk like a normal person. You know, I bet. It's, it's, it's fun. I can send you the... I, it's just interesting to hear him talk like he does, you know, but that time, I mean, and he was very funny. He just wouldn't let it out. No, you know, really? it was one of his little mythologies that he would just say hi. I mean, that really, he wouldn't talk to, you know, he wouldn't, Dick Clark was trying to interview him when he was 19, and he did this freak show act that turned out <laughs> to be the best. Dick Clark was still telling the story 40 years later about, yep. you know, how funny he was. Prince wouldn't talk to him, you know. Was he, and, uh, I've always heard that he was just painfully shy. Or was he just weird? You know, neither, and both. I mean, there were 15 different parts of him. Um, Because, you know, he would really, the place he lived best was on stage, but he just didn't like interviews or being talked, and he would, in high school, I mean, he could be so fun, he turned it on and off, depending on what persona he wanted to play. I mean, and this, I'm not putting him down for that. It just, mm-hmm. They were all real parts of him. Um, and uh, he just, at times, he, could, he would be, really, I would think he was the smartest person I'd ever met. And it, he could also play the stupidest person I'd ever met. But it was all very <laughs> canny. You know, he'd do stuff that people thought was ridiculous, but then it turned out, like, to be a great publicity thing or something, like the Dick Clark thing, or he fought for you know, musicians' rights, and people thought he was cuckoo, mm-hmm. you know, in the 90s, for what he was doing with Warner Brothers. But it turned out great for musicians, every, I mean, a real legacy. So what seemed to be, like, ridiculous, Jay Leno called him the artist who formerly sold records, you know, um, <laughs> and, uh, during that time. And it turned out very prescient, and he knew what he was, he was very smart. I mean, he had a backup plan. He was going to you and become a high school music teacher if the music thing didn't right. work out, you know. Um, and that's, that's what's, you know, the hypocrisy to use, not giving him a PhD while he was alive, yeah. you know, even though that for 20 years, and he would have liked that, he really would have liked that, but people were trying to get it to him, and they would, you know, but they wait till he's dead, very Minnesota, you know? Yeah, no, hey, that's a very good point. I want to hear that again, very Minnesota. I have a chapter called Minnesota Mean, the flip side <laughs> of it, you know? Um, I love it's, that. It's, but some people, including my girlfriend, saying was going, that's not true. Oh, We're nice people. You know? uh-huh. And I'm from here, so I get to say it. You know? Yeah, exactly. You not Neil, let me put it this way. I just, uh, I, I was interviewing someone last week about, uh, you know, the slogans like the Big Apple, and then Minneapolis was the Minneapolis for a while, which I thought was disgusting. But uh, so a question I asked this man, a marketing guy, I said, let me ask you this thing about Minnesota nice. If I have to tell you I'm nice, does that mean I'm not nice? You do yeah. wonder. Yeah, you know what I mean? If I have to tell you I'm a nice guy, it means I'm probably not that great a guy. Yeah, beware anyone that goes yeah. around trumpeting their own. they're a genius or how generous yeah. they are. Right. You know, yeah. you know. <laughs> right. And it's the flip side, that passive-aggressive stuff is so mean, I think. You know? Oh, God, yes. Um, it's, I'd much, if someone thinks I'm an asshole, I'd... I prefer to know it than have them, you know, find out five years later they've been stabbing you in the back, you know, exactly. you think you're friends with them, you know. And, but this pay, politeness at all costs, including honesty, you know, mm-hmm. um, guys are nuts. And I grew up with it. You know, yeah, you know? yeah. But uh, some people don't, believe, you know, just don't say anything that'll rock the boat, you know. It's, 
it's pretty profound, I think. But some people disagree. I don't know. But I want them to change yeah. the state slogan from Minnesota Nice to, hey, you're a big deal. We have to knock you down a peg. Yeah. <laughs> that should be the state That's slogan. That's my Minnesota mean thing about all these guys oh, and, yeah. and women. Judy Garland, her family was run out of Grand Rapids, um, and she hated Grand Rapids ever since, since then. I mean, they literally were like, Chase that time because her father messed up. But um, she would say she was from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and then she died, <laughs> and now they have her childhood home and the Yellow Brick Road, you know, tourist attractions, you know. And everyone took the Cohn brothers, they're, you know, they got terrible reviews here. I mean, but it's just amazing. I mean, that's in my Minnesota Mean thing. If you stick your head above the sand, you get yep. with a haiku, you know, if you, the blade of grass that rises above or the other must be whacked, you know. Yep. I mean, it's. Um, it's true, don't you think? Oh, you're talking to the you're talking to the king of that baby. They uh, they still don't know what the hell to do with me because Minnesotans just don't act like I act. You know, I don't I don't give a rat's ass what you think. This is what I think, and this is how it goes. And you know, if I'm wrong, no, I, me too. And they, they they think you're not you. They think I'm crazy. You know, because you say what you're actually thinking. I don't mean like oh, you know, it's so weird. Like. Uh, the strip called me a character or something. People were like, aren't you mad? And then we're like, oh, yeah, right. Like in New York, that's a compliment, you know? <laughs> called a character. Here that is very like, true. That is you know, very I true. You know, I called them back for them, so they called me a character. You know, how they get, it's, it, it's, it's pretty mean, I think. No question. Neil, the boy you? in the media world oh, here is oh. meaner than any, uh, not on the, uh, oh my God, um, um, is meaner than the New York media world, I think. Yeah. There is no doubt about it. This town is by far meaner to one another than New York, Chicago, or Los Angeles would ever think of being. There's no yeah. doubt about it. No question. Neil, are you booked on the KQ Morning Show? No, I'm oh, not. Oh, God. We got I didn't know I was down. on this until like 15 minutes ago, and I was so happy. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> you didn't know. Pardon? Oh, yeah, we got to get you booked on I the KQ Morning Show. Of, you know, I've mm. been, you know, and like, uh, no, I would love to. I, I was just saying, God, like I, I didn't. I was going to mail you a book because I had so much fun doing that Augie thing with. Oh, that Augie thing was! I loved it. We should do the Augie thing. It's true. It's tied in because Prince's father played there. You know, I right. mean, there are these weird connections. It's just very strange. And you know, I met him at twelve because my grandparents they used to spend the weekend. They lived on Oliver, two blocks from where Prince was living. So. He's going to say, wait a minute, you're the white kid who spun the basketballs. I thought he was just, like, flattering me, fucking with me. And, um, um, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. fine. It's no, a no, podcast. No, you can't but say it on Finally, I chose to believe it, you know. Um, and then, so there's these weird intersections. And his, his father played at my great-uncle's strip club. And my family's very proud of that, that I'm constantly bringing in. The true black sheep. I'll write a book about, you know, like, never speak of, you know, speak of this. We're a nice Jewish family. Exactly. I will get uh, Candace to, to reach out to you. We'll get you booked on the KQ Morning Show because I'd love to talk to you on the KQ Morning Show about the book, this thing called... Okay, and I'll get you a book. I don't think they... Um, I, I mean, thank you for having me. Do you have any seen the book? But it's... it's, it's I, that would be great. We'll get it I'll done. Sure you do. We'll get it done, yeah. Neil. Thanks for your time today, pal. Yes. We'll talk thank to you. Thank you for... We've, we have been on. Oh, no, it's, we've always had a great time. But, yeah, can, uh, Candace will reach out to you. I, I don't have your number, but she'll call Art uh, directly and get your number. All right? 
Okay, thank you so much. Thanks, Neil. Have a great day, sir. Okay. Neil Carlin, this thing called Life Prince's Odyssey on and off the record. Can I just do a little uh, perfect example of passive-aggressive behavior? In Minnesota? Yep. Oh, it's unbelievable. Amy Klobuchar. Oh, God, mm. here you go. When the president was uh, had COVID, this was her tweet. As we r- wish the president a speedy recovery today, remember the frontline workers and everyone who gets COVID who doesn't make headlines. Oh, my God. Oh, Republicans Jesus. have just, sat on oh, COVID God. relief and more funding for testing and mm-hmm. economic help for months. Cases are up. People are hurting. Oh, no more God. excuses. Mm-hmm. It's like... I know. You can't, can't, even, they can't, you can't do just it. say something nice. You have nope. to couch it no. in yeah. Yeah, she petty is, cruelty. Yeah. She's mean as she hell. Is. She's a very mean I person. I don't yeah, I have no respect for her anymore. I don't get it at all. I couldn't agree more, to tell you the truth. Let's take a break. We got a couple callers as I with us next, right? If yes. Officer Dave and Chris can call back, then they are welcome. That would be great. We'll Yay. take a break. Hopefully they will call back. We'll be right back. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. A couple of things from the Babylon Bee before we get to our callers. (laughs) I could see this. Almost all the haunted houses in America now, almost all of them this year will be different. Horrifying new haunted houses just full of regular people not wearing masks. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cold. It's unbelievable. I love this one. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett calmly answers questions while typing up appellate court decision and cooking dinner for nine. <laughs> so she's been rather busy, ladies and gentlemen. I love the Babylon Bee. I think it's, I do too. it's a lot of fun. That's all I have to say. You know, well, here you go. Ominous sign Biden spotted filling as many judges as he can into a phone booth. Really? Mm-hmm. That's your argument. <laughs> we got a caller, Andy? We got Chris from Fairbanks. Chris, ooh, Fairbanks. How how are things in Fairbanks, Chris? Oh, getting colder. Well, so it's getting yeah, colder us here. too. It's yes. supposed to snow a little bit, a little snow flurries on Saturday, apparently. Keep your cold up there, Pally. Mm. Yeah, it's a little colder in Minnesota, but I don't mind. Um, mm. No, I was just watching a little Amy Coney Barrett, watching her uh, <laughs> pretty much destroy every one of those guys. Which is fun. Good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. So what's going um, on and what's going on in the questioning today? Is she the worst human being on it? Once again, Chris, my big problem is uh, she's white and all white people are racist and mm-hmm. she's also a Catholic, which we hate. That's, you just talked about my mother. She's a white woman who was Catholic. Shut up. That's all right. I have to say. Yeah. 
That's well, it. Um, I was also calling to say I actually ran for a local office this year. Oh, oh you did up in uh, Fairbanks? You did? Yeah, the you... borough assembly, just the equivalent to a county, but there are boroughs up here. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't spend a single penny, and I still got like 11.5%. So I didn't win, um, but, um, but coming back next year, and I'll probably spend some of my own money next year and get my name out there a little more, but... So that's it. Now, how long have you been up there, Chris? Because you, you've called into the show for quite some time. Oh, uh, yeah, once in a while. I've been up here since 2011. And what do you do up there? I'm a blaster at a mine. What, wow. kind, what kind of mine? Gold. Oh, that's right, Chris. Well, yeah. you have, you what have, else is I up there, right? The lab for a, what's that? I said that's what's up there, right? Yeah, uh, a lot of that. The oil industry is big. Yeah. Uh, a few hundred miles north of us. But, yeah, I did the, the lab for a few years, and I got the blaster position uh, back in 2018. There you go. I just We were just talking about this the other day, Chris, that uh, they're talking about getting rid of oil. We can't have oil, blah, 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 blah. And Andy was talking about this as well. I'd like to, what are you going to make all the, the plastic items? What's that going to be now? Yeah. Well, they want to ban plastic. So they want to ban plastic, mm-hmm. but there are there are plastics you can make from plant-based plastics, yeah, yeah, right. PLA. But I mean, like the well, plas- I don't I don't think most people understand. I, I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of the pharmaceuticals and makeup and stuff come from uh, petroleum. Yep. So how are we gonna yep. make that stuff? It's it's not possible to stop being dependent on oil for at least fifty years exactly. minimum. I would say minimum. So yeah. and honestly, I I, I would love some of those environmentalists to come up here and spout that crap. That, that won't go over well. <laughs> oh, no. They would not do well in Fairbanks. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. No, no. So they don't, they don't, cool. All the gun control activists, they don't come up here. None of that crap. So oh, I imagine it's probably true. So you love living up there? I do, yeah. Um, I tried calling into the morning show, and I was going to try and convince you guys to do a live broadcast up here, but I can't get through. So. You can't get through? What do you mean you can't get through? Oh, nobody answers. Well, for Candace, for God's sake. Mm. I'm going to have to get on there and tell her to answer <laughs> no, the I, damn phone. I think uh, the whole morning crew is the Fairbanks mentality, though. It, it's that live and let live attitude. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it, if you're not bothering me, I'm not bothering you. Everybody's happy. Love it. Absolutely love it. But, but Chris, I will make sure that... Um, as a matter of fact, you there's no way you could send me your number so I could just give it to uh, to Candace. Text to it to the number you called. Yeah, text it to the number you call. Cut, text your phone number to the number you called, okay. and I'll pass that along to yeah. to uh, Candace. Okay. Yeah, and then in the meantime, look up something called the Midnight Sun Baseball Game. Midnight Sun Baseball Game. That, is that every year? Yep. Except for this year, yes. Oh, except for this year, you're not doing it this year. COVID. Oh, it, it would have been the summer solstice when the right. they, they start playing at like ten or eleven at night. But right, it's really cool. Yeah, it's it's if you're a big fan of baseball, that's one of those uh, bucket list items. Was it just a, a a COVID thing? Is that what happened? Uh, yeah, I think it was pretty much it. Yeah, it makes sense. How's Alaska doing with that COVID? Uh, better than most, I think. From my perspective, all the local businesses that can't afford to shut down aren't worried about it at all um some of the national chains are freaking out a little bit more and i think their corporate mm. lawyers are kind of mandating stuff so oh, yeah. right right 
Yeah, so that, that's unfortunate. But it's nice. Um, a lot of the locally owned businesses, they don't care. They can't afford to care. Yeah, I suppose that is true. Chris, make sure that you uh, you text over the uh, the phone number you just called, your phone number to this number, and then I will have Candace yeah. reach out to you and you can call into the morning show. That'd be great. I will definitely do that. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Bye. Chris from Fairbanks, Alaska. Yeah, he's been calling into this mm-hmm. show for eight Fairbanks. years. I've never we been to Alaska. We got Officer Dave cooking? Uh, no. I think he had to What? Go he had to go do... arrest somebody. He doesn't work. You had to go do something. Come on, let's be honest. He's in a high-speed chase right now. <laughs> right now. It's, yeah, that's a possibility, I suppose. That somebody goes flying by, and all of a sudden he's got to go after him. I, I would imagine you're probably right. He might be in a high-speed chase. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, I hope he's nice and safe and yes. all the rest of it. Well, but Alaska is the second lowest state for deaths per capita for COVID. Okay. But Actually, no, the lowest, because the, the lowest is... Northern Mariana Islands, whatever the hell that is. Oh, yeah. Does so, that... yeah, Alaska is the lowest state, even lower than Wyoming. Really? Yeah. Okay, that but is, is that population-related? That's per 100,000 people. Per 100,000, oh. So, yeah. So just Their per capita it. numbers, yeah, they're just not dying of it. Which is nice to hear. I'm glad that they're uh, not We tipping. do have Officer Dave now. Who? Officer who? Who? <laughs> what? speed chase. Huh? How are you, man? <laughs> I'm driving and I'm using the Bluetooth thing and I've got traffic service. I'll be back in good standing here in two seconds. Well, I'm glad to hear that, but you're on now anyway, so we can just schmooze up a storm, I think. How you been? Good. How about, everything's been going really well, as a matter of fact. Just trying to get everything taken care of. Uh, we got all these plans for the future we were talking about, Catherine. Where were we going to go again? I forgot. Portugal. Yeah. Portugal? <laughs> I don't remember Portugal. That's, uh... I, I've been looking things up. Portugal sounds good. Oh, apparently my wife's going to be gone for about a month and I'll be working. Hmm. Oh, she didn't even deny oh, it. I'd love to oh go for God. a month somewhere. Uh, oh, thank you. I'd like so to much. just go someplace till 2020's over. Wouldn't we all <laughs> yeah, just like to go through. someplace? Well, you better wait till June of 2021, maybe. What's the word out there, Officer Dave? Do you think they're going to get through this COVID before June of 2021? Tommy, I get the feeling that November 4th, yep. COVID should disappear. Isn't that you, what I feel, too? So many, many people think this is all a scam. Well, the WHO already announced that lockdowns were a complete waste of time. They couldn't wait to yep. lock people down, but now that it destroyed the world's economy, yep. now, oh, we should have never done that. Oh, yeah, they're saying the lockdowns were a mistake. They're saying masks may or may not actually work. They don't work. Yeah. No. So all this, these things this that is yeah. It's all baloney. Yep. It is all baloney. Wash your hands and don't sneeze but, on surfaces. We, That's all you have to do. Yep. That's pretty much it. Sneeze into your elbow, it'll all be good. Yep. Well, and I think don't it's be disgusting and you, you won't spread the virus. Yep. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's right. You, you talk, exactly. You know, 100%. But you were talking about how, you know, you the public figure can't say this. And right. I can't say three quarters of what's on my mind. Ever. Right. Yeah. Oh, as a cop, you sure. can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're under. What I do, I have to be completely neutral. Yeah. It's such you're, a joke. You're under a microscope now, big time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why That's why I follow you, Catherine, on Twitter, <laughs> laugh and like and everything you pretty much say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's much. nice, that's dude. <laughs> you, can't, you say it for me. You say it for me. No, it's it's got to be tough. There you go. <laughs> 
It's pretty. When are you coming to do car selling <laughs> secrets again? Uh, whenever Doug decides. Let's see. It might be a little while. I'm on my. I took three weeks off in October. I usually do to go hunting. So. Oh, there you go. Three weeks off in October. Yep. That's pretty good. Yeah. Hey, and I still got I still got time because I don't ever take any other time off. I'm kind of like you, Tom, except I save it all for one. One time a year. Yeah, yeah they won't That's let what me Moses do that. That's his brother does. He's got like such, he gets like a crazy amount of time saved up and then he uses it all at once. So he's got, you know, although he actually doesn't use all of it because yeah. he's yeah. one of those weird people who likes to work. I'd love that, but they won't let me do that. There's no way they let me. I'm going to take the next month off. What do you think? Yeah, yeah probably wouldn't wouldn't that be nice to take a vacation so long that you actually got sick of being on vacation? Yes. Mm. I would love that. I don't that. think that would That'd ever happen nice. for me. I would love that. I'd be gone well. for six years. I'm two, weeks in. Yeah. I'm two weeks in, and i got another week to go, and it's, I don't know if I'm ever going to get sick of vacation. No. I call it my <laughs> retirement preview. Yeah. Well, you're many years away from retirement, though, aren't you? I got a ways to go, yeah. But it seems like forever, but the light is at the end of the tunnel. How many years so. do you have to put in as an officer? Officer of the law? Yeah, uh, 10 year fully, fully vested. Um, but if you want to start really making things go, about 25. 25 years? Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Well, you must. You should, Since I, got started, I was going to ask I you. I got started late. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you oh, did. Yeah. I have six years and eight months left on my contract. You going to go six, eight, six years and eight months more? Sure. I could probably, I might make that work. Yeah. See, we'll just both, re- we'll retire on the same day. We'll retire. I'll be 58 and a half and we can go golfing all the time. Works for, we got to go golfing anyway one of these days, pal. One of these days we got to get out there. Well, it's getting chilly and I understand totally how it goes, but yeah, I've, yeah, you you feel so good yeah. about your golf. Um, it is funny. Wendy oh, has a slight correction for Officer Dave. What's that? It's not going to be November 4th. It's going to be a week after because they have to count the mail-in votes. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh that's right. They're extending yeah. it. Yes, they are. I bet we won't know who no, won until know what, yeah. end of November. We're not going to know who the president of 2021 is until 2023. <laughs> oh, God. We'll be fighting about it forever. Could they screw it up anymore? I mean, it's a disaster. This thing is nothing but a big... Don't you think the Republicans and Democrats are all actually in the same party, but they split each other up and go, well, you pretend to be this, and then we'll put you in a headlock in the sleeper hold. I mean, it's professional. Wrestling is what it is now. It really is. It's disgusting. It's here 100%, and everybody has said it. We need about five political parties. Yeah, we do. They're all equally vested. You got your dead center, your slightly right or left, Mm -hmm. and then your far left and right, and it'd be perfect. The Legal Cannabis Now Party. Love it. The Marijuana (laughs) Now Make Legal Party. Oh, you saw that on the ballot? Yeah, the multiple weed parties, yeah. Multiple weed parties. Yeah, we have more weed parties than anything. Yes, we did. All right, Officer Dave, go back to sleep on your vacation, you pill. I will do that, Tom. You guys have a great day. Thanks for taking the call. Love you all. Love you too, Bill. Thanks for calling. And we will talk to you tomorrow with the family. Judy.